So I had earlier been talking about the email that I've been having, email party that I was in. I got the reply and it was just perfect. I'd asked some audio question. I got an audio answer that was perfect. So, wow, thank you so much, I wrote in reply. And I clicked send, and it went to everybody, all 20 of them, on the uh, email thread. That's how the email dinner party was going. Four minutes later, the email made another ding. It was a new reply, and it was the same thread that we've been doing. I recommend you do this. Just make an email that's going to be a party and send it out. And everybody has to sort of, you know, if, you, if people are game, it works out. But then you'll get these funny moments, a new name this time. And somehow throughout the entire email party, I had not known this person. He'd been a quiet person. He'd been the person at the party who was quiet. He was probably feeling like he participated. I am here. I'm reading the emails, I'm watching, I'm, you know, I'm in the room. But I didn't recognize his name either, so this is two people in a row. The other person I sort of maybe recognized, maybe did, maybe didn't. There was some sense that he talked. But this email, just the email itself, opening it, it felt like I was reading an email from somebody who doesn't talk a lot. And it's weird how you can sort of derive that from something that is just a formatted piece of text on the screen. But maybe like energy uh, passes with everyone's communication because I just sort of felt kind of like a, oh man, kind of like a, what am I about to read? And so I opened up that email from the stranger on the email dinner party thread that was a reply to my email and the other person's email. I pulled back and I looked into the words and it said, took the words right out of my mouth. Moth, 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 moth. Took the words right out of my mouth. Moth, 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 moth. And that's moth, M-O-T-H, not mouth, M-O-U-T-H. We had taken the words right out of his moth. And there was no follow-up, nor do we know if my thank you so much took the words out of his mouth or if uh, the person's really concise great answer was took the words right out of my mouth where do you keep the moth words the person who did the extensive reply that was so good answered everything so the moth words were taken out of that one i'm sorry it's took it's not took the moth words right out of my mouth it was took the words right out of my moth Took the words right out of my moth. Makes you wonder what part of the moth holds the words. Took the words right out of my moth. I mean, it'd be scary to think that inside every moth is a word. Because to take the word right out of the moth would probably kill the moth. Take the words right out of it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a graphic thought. Are moths filled with words? I've never actually taken a moth apart. I respect moths. If a moth is small enough or if there's something that, that I don't want to be eaten by a moth, I might get aggressive with an indoor moth. 
But usually if it's big enough for me to capture and not damage, like just put my hands around, I will take the moth and I will put it outside. I imagine a moth of that size would probably have some good words inside of it. I think we would store the words in moth pockets. Or rather, for it not to be terrible to the moth, you would need moth pockets for them to have. I really loved that. It took the words right out of my moth. I know that they meant to say right out of my mouth, but it was just so wonderful. <laughs> you don't make up those mistakes when you're talking. You make other mistakes, but you rarely say, took the words right out of my moth. It was the first time in my life I'd ever heard that phrase. And the fact that it's so easy to make, given the fact that mouth spells moth almost immediately. You can just look at mouth and be like, how do I make that moth? And you just see the U just fall apart. <laughs> it just becomes moth. Just drop the U. It's all you do. Just drop the U. It's mouth to moth. Mouth to moth. For a moth to become a mouth, it just needs you. For a moth to become a mouth, it just needs you. <laughs> but uh, that, that to me was a treat for somebody to sort of say, took the words right out of my moth. And I thought all day about moth pockets. Just drop the U. I thought all day about moth pockets. It's all you do. I thought all day about moth pockets. Just drop the U. It's mouth to moth. But I felt like I was probably in denial there, trying to say, oh no, the moth isn't destroyed for its words. They don't yank the words right out of their moths. The moths have little jackets, and inside their jackets are little pockets, and that's where the moth keeps its words. But for that to be the case, they would have to say, took the words right out of my moth's jacket. So moth jackets or moth pockets wouldn't matter. If you're talking about taking the words right out of the moth, you are literally probably killing the moth for its words or, <laughs> or putting some tool down the moth's mouth. Just takes you to make a moth into a mouth. If it's your moth, Taking the words out of your moth's mouth is, in fact, taking the words right out of your moth. So I enjoyed that. And this was just a day or so after somebody's words had been taken out of their moth. So we have a moth right here. We've uh, caught one and we've put it down on a table. And we're going to do a live extraction of its words. But before we do that, I do want to mention that people keep on getting shot in this country. <laughs> and I didn't mean to laugh, it's just sort of like pain, you know, it just it happens more and more. So we're actually going to save this moth's life and instead talk about the insanity of guns for a moment. Say thank you, moth. You'll live today. So the gun people will say any gun law is just in the way of my rights as a good law-abiding gun owner. 
What I think is funny is some people are gun owners and, the, and other people might be recreational drug users. <laughs> and drugs are illegal because of the damage they do to a community or to the country. Let's say that the forefathers had envisioned just as much in America that would encourage, you know, just psychedelics, which were around at the time, or just sort of, you know, consciousness improving drugs would be an amendment in America. And I would love to say as a law-abiding Texan, you should not outlaw LSD just because of a few bad apples. <laughs> There's a few people who are taking acid and, you know, they have these uh, acid parties where they just go into a room and dose the entire room with semi-automatic acid dispensers. They just walk in and they've got acid in a water bottle, liquid acid. And they just run into a room with their semi-automatics. This is exactly how the Constitution imagined it, by the way. Is our right to have acid means that we should eventually, if we want, make semi-automatic water guns full of uh, liquid acid and go into any room and shoot up the room, spraying acid on everybody's faces, getting into their pores. And they're going to have to trip and that they're going to have to go, go through it. There's going to be very little that the authorities can do. They might be able to treat you with quaaludes or whatever, but for the most part, uh, a lot of people are going to be just tripping, you know. And maybe they don't even know about it. Maybe it's just I've come in with my uh, semi-automatic uh, power rifle. I've just sprayed up the room. Or maybe I just walk up to somebody randomly and just shoot them with a water pistol with a lot of acid on that water pistol. <laughs> like 30 doses and just boom, and shoot at you. It's enough to kill you. But it's legal because that's how they envisioned it. It's my uh, constitutional right to acid. It's in the Constitution. So let's just say that the same amendment or constitutional idea behind an unguarded citizen would welcome and protect every American's right to pursue consciousness exploration through any plant, substance, or chemical for exactly the same self-protection as the Second Amendment provides for guns. The same idea would be about an unguarded mind and the Constitutional Fathers. It's not that bad of an idea or not that crazy an idea to consider. They were all pot farmers. That would be crazy. But I think, of course, that isn't there. Nor is even just the simplest, yes, as an American, you can try acid legally. As an adult, you can go to your psychiatrist. This is the way it should be, is that you are ready to go and trip. You're at a point of your life where it would be very beneficial, you know. So you would go to a psychiatrist who specializes in it and just get there uh, okay. And they certainly wouldn't need to be there around you to, to, to trip together. That would, that would certainly ruin it. Although they could offer it, perhaps facilitated experience. A lot of people would benefit from that. 
maybe the very first time you trip does need to be facilitated. And they would just be people who are really cool. Tell you what's happening. That's really what most people need when <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> if you've never really taken a hallucinogen is you just need to be told what to expect. But if you don't, you know, if you trip alone or other things, you, number one anxiety is like, this is getting worse and worse and worse or something. And so a facilitator just to be like, no, it's not. Tell me about somebody that you care about or something like that. That's usually the way you break a bad trip is you just get a good question. And I like going into acid with my own question too. Like it might take me a whole year to find the question I want to ask myself and I'll go through it. But of course, let's say that's a constitutional right. <laughs> That'd be great. And people whose drug is a gun, I guess, or whatever, you know, or the world is designed for them. The things that they really love, carrying a fucking gun into a grocery store, which I see all the time, or, you know, putting a gun in your pocket in a way that the holster is visible and walking in front of people to go buy apple juice. Uh, but I, of course, couldn't <laughs> put clown makeup on my face and grab some, uh, some balloons and walk around and be like, hello, everybody. I'm happy. I, you know, I couldn't go around and do that. That would be delightful for me to go through a fucking grocery store and clown makeup with balloons, but I would be stopped. But the same kind of cartoon is this guy wants to wear a gun in his pocket to buy his apple juice and he can just do it because the world is designed to benefit him. <laughs> but yeah, so I just think about LSD rights. What, just because a couple people make it look bad, you know, with their mass sprayings. And yet still, that wouldn't kill people. <laughs> Even if it was like a psychotic inducing amount of acid, that would certainly be terrible. But that is like the worst scenario that could happen with acid. So you think about that. I would like to make acid a constitutional right. What is the worst thing that could happen? And so you would think that. Somebody could just use water guns and spray people with mega doses of LSD on their skin. <laughs> or in their mouth or up their nose, you know. Uh, that, that just never gets thought with the gun thing. Anyway, we have a good show tonight. We're going to uh, give tribute to John. Gotta don't let the words be taken out of your moth. <laughs> Invest in moth pockets. Biggest new stock I can think of is moth pockets. On the documentary on Netflix Varsity Blues they had the woman who uh, invented the Hot Pockets that was really crazy that, that that had me howling with laughter once I found out that this this Varsity Blues scandal goes all the way down or all the way to the truth you know takes it all the way to the Hot Pockets 
they're even taking them on. <laughs> I remember once uh, it healed, but um, I was high one night in my 20s and uh, having quite a night. I was high and drunk, very happy and drunk, bourbon drunk, very happy. Bourbon drunk, one or two beers, some pot, a little bit more beer and a little bourbon and a little club soda. I'm happy and I decide to make, and I'm high, and I decide to make a hot pocket. And I heated that hot pocket and got very hot. I didn't realize that when I been to the hot pocket, it was ham and cheddar, I think. And the cheddar and the oil sprayed up and down my face vertically in between my two lips. But my face basically got a vertical scar from hot pockets. And I was worried that it was going to be permanent. And I mean, it looked like somebody had like gone up my mouth with a, with a screwdriver. It, it looked like a violent thing had happened. Hot pockets. Hot pockets. And I can just imagine somebody respecting it. Be like, man, that's that's a fucked up uh, scar. What's that from? Now you don't want to know. Hot pockets. <sighs> Talk about a terrible thing to say. Hot pockets. I'm sorry. You know, I, you don't want to lie. Well, I got into a knife. I got into a screwdriver fight. Nope. No, just a hot pocket, you know. But that might be like, damn right. That shit gets hot, they would say. You're like, right. And so maybe you would earn respect from just not backing down to a hot pocket. And I would say John Wilcock never backed down to a hot pocket. And he lived his life on his own terms right up to the end. Self-publishing, making tiny booklets, connecting people together, being game for any creative idea, and just traveling the world and doing the coolest stuff and so it was an honor to work on what was his last project which is this comic book which is up on kickstarter for this month and the only sell i'll tell you about it is that we've decided uh response has been so generous uh to the campaign that people who pledge are the only people that are going to get the first printing it's not going to go into distribution so what is uh, ordered on this, uh, we've covered the cost of printing, and so what is ordered is what we will print. And that will be the first printing of John Wilcock, New York Ears, the complete series. So that'll be neat. Check that out. You'd love the comics. You're listening to Spoken Word with Electronics. This is episode 52. A tribute to John Wilcock. and the John Wilcock Celebrity Electronics Telethon. <laughs>